Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. This is Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. I am Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you today. We've got a real good one. Real good one. Season one, episode six, A Golden Crown. We're officially past the halfway point in season one. We are uh, we're making pace. We're making pace. I'll tell you that. This is, uh, I can't, like, I don't know. I was talking to my girlfriend six weeks ago before we even decided to start this project. Mm. And, you know, we were still debating, like, oh, it's a big commitment. Is this something we really want to, we really want to dive into? And, like, I was fully on board, but I was kind of throwing it at my girlfriend like I wasn't. Um, I was like, I don't know. We're thinking about it. And she was like, I don't want to do that because it, I don't want you to do that because if you rewatch Game of Thrones, I have to rewatch Game of Thrones. And I was like, you won't have to rewatch a single minute. That was that was my vow to her. She would not have. And she has not still. We are. I've rewatched wow. the show for six weeks. She's not seen a single second of it. I'm okay. like, yeah. wow. Um, I we we started off uh strong and i think we got uh 3 episodes in and then like thanksgiving break happened and like mm. um just some, some other things where where we couldn't really keep it going so like right now it's 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 now gone to to just me watching the episodes ah, which is yes. which, which is okay but i'll uh the 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 day will come eventually where we'll she'll watch game of thrones but <laughs> um at least for for this rewatch i think um it, it'll be cool. easier for whenever we just watch the show at our own pace. Yeah. The one a week. It's a, it's a tough, so. it's a tough commitment, especially considering like we got some fucking cliffhangers, you know, if you leave where mm. you are at the end of episode four, I mean, like you almost got to just go ahead and start episode five or else like, you're probably just going to go ahead and let it fall on the back burner. It's just kind of how these things go. But we, we have the discipline. We're mm. disciplined here. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. No, weekly this... rewatches. Oh yeah. Uh, no, this, this has been, it's been so much fun rewatching it. Like having, it's crazy how much I forgot of season one. I guess maybe that'd be the most stuff I'd forget, but I feel like I would have known the stuff that laid like the foundation of the entire show. But like, well, I'm forgetting I feel like a it's, lot. I feel like it's seeping in a little bit harder than it ever has. Yeah, like yeah. some of the intricacies of what's going on, I'm understanding a bit more. Like I. Like there are just certain things that happen that I think I must have just previously taken at face value. Like, oh yeah, cool. So that's that's what happened next. But now I like understand why things are happening. I think we're just getting better at watching TV. That's because, fair. Like, yeah. here's the thing: I haven't. Uh, we've covered fucking over ten shows week to week since the last time I rewatched this, and we've talked about them and we've dug into them. And like, I'm like. Okay, I think that that it's it helps as a television viewer to talk about every single thing that you're watching. 
Um, yeah, I guess this is, is a show where, um, like, the first time you watch it, half the things that are being said, you have zero clue what's mm. really going on. It's right. it really, like, I remember the first time I watched it, it was, like, through the actions of what happened, where I really understood what was going on. If it, If I had to, like, get something through exposition, there better have been some music moment that made it obvious that something just happened or something right, was said, right. you know, and then I can, I don't know. Well, there's one of those, movie, there's one like, of those in this, this episode where, uh, Sansa, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever realized Sansa was the reason Ned put shit together. Whenever she's like, I don't want somebody strong and gentle in this. I want him. I want him. And he's like, Oh yeah, hold the fuck, hold the fucking phone. Get the fuck out of here real quick. All right, bye, 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 yeah. bye. Uh, like, I don't think I ever realized that it was Sansa who made him come to that realization. And like, I must have in previous watches. Like, it's not, it's not like that's some layered thing that's not obvious. But like, I just forget that sort of thing. That like Sansa yeah. is the one who says the right thing and it unlocks a certain She's level. Been with him the most, you know, yeah. even though that she hasn't really been with him the most, I guess. Um. Really, they haven't really done a whole lot, but but she knows his personality the most, and you know she she does like say that he. I think she mentions like the lion's sigil yeah, or something yeah. about him, um, yeah, and, and that's like, what goes and, on. Ari is like and his Ari's sigil's like, the fucking yeah, deer, man. What the idiot. fuck's your problem? And and she he's like she's he's nothing like he's nothing like that king, you know, like he's he's nothing like that king, and he's like oh yeah, he's really not. <laughs> Man, yeah, this I don't know. Ned's investigation this time around has just been like way I better. Did, like I didn't realize that like a massive part of this fucking show was Ned being a fucking detective. And I don't think I don't know why I've never really realized that. Like I'm just he's he's doing nothing but detective work all season one, the entire time that he is yeah, on screen. Literally, it's detective work with the side job of being Hand of the King. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Hand of the King is taking the side, you know, this for, the, sure. for the sidelines for this detective stuff, which obviously, you know, it's it's about his kid and it's about his family. And like, you know, he's going to try to see who who maybe almost killed his son. So, like, it's right. fair. Valid man of honor. Um, of course. But, man, I don't know. It just gets Ned... I knew I always knew I liked Ned and I always knew, you know, it sucks to to have him go at the end of season one, but like man, I didn't realize I like him how I like him a lot. Like I already loved the character, but I'm like, oh my god, like this this character's amongst my favorite characters of all time right now Mm -hmm. on this rewatch. I'm like, holy shit, I fucking love this guy. Um anytime he's not on screen, I'm kinda wishing we would get back to him. Um especially knowing that he dies, you know, like I want to spend as much time with Ned as I possibly can. That's so I'm true. always like, yeah. I'm always like, no, 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 get back to it. Ned, get yeah. back to Ned. You yeah. know, like I need, I need more Ned, man. Give me Ned. But uh, you uh, you ready for something of a scene by scene loca- uh location breakdown, starting in the Crownlands and heading to the north, and then at the Eyrie and in Vais Dothrak. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, a Golden Crown, season one, episode six. Aired originally on May 22nd, 2011. It was written by D&D, David Benioff, D.B. Weiss, and also Jane Espenson. It is the only episode she is credited for a writing credit. So shout out to Jane Espenson. You wrote one of my faves uh, because this is goddamn incredible. 
and it was directed by Daniel Minahan, who I'm 100% certain created the most satisfying looking episode of the show so far uh, in this in this episode. There was yeah, something there... different about it. This is, I don't know. It is interesting that it's like the the right after the halfway point. It's like, but it they have seemed to have just, like we've said in kind of every episode, that they're they're finding their, they're their finding style their more. They're yeah. finding, you know, they're hitting their stride. And it's like, I think we said it was even like full, full blown, maybe not full blown last episode, but we were like, we're in now. We're like, we're, we're in well, at least story with like wise. stuff that's happening. Story yeah. wise. Yeah. We were, um, we were getting there, but this, but this I was think like everything they're this finding was... like their style. This was finding the footing for sure. Cause, uh, the camera work was like so much more dynamic. I felt like it, it was moving a lot more hmm. like, uh, through crowds and stuff like, uh, whenever, Lisa Aaron standing up top talking to everybody. You're, you you kind of get a camera pan where it's just from the perspective of all the people and it like swooshes all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um when Khaleesi is eating the heart, you get kind of a similar That's situation true. there. Yeah. Like it's much more dynamic. It is moving a lot more. And I don't know what what works about it. I don't know why that works for this show. It felt even more like visual visual language wise felt even more fantasy e if that makes sense um mm. oh yeah no this was this was definitely one of the first episodes where i felt the fantasy a little bit more like and i was really i'm into the world now like I, this is where i would see myself like say, you know if this is my first watch i'd be like okay this is where i get a map of western or just of game of thrones i you know i i want to see where everything is i want to know like this is the part where i get into the show i feel is um well i got i don't don't know maybe maybe next episode is is i don't know a crown for king this is this is like a moment like one of the big moments in the in the show Mm -hmm. that i think is is you really start to get into it things are starting to hype up a lot one one thousand percent but uh, uh let's let's begin Let's begin. We start in the Crown Lands where Ned wakes up after uh, an extended period of sleepy time because of getting stabbed through the back of the leg by an idiot Lannister soldier. Fuck that guy. He's a fucking idiot. But uh, he finds both King Robert and Cersei sitting alongside his bed waiting for him to wake up. And I, I, I see, I li- I would like to know just, just how long. They were standing, they were standing there, there like that. <laughs> I mean, they were like probably standing there, just like drunk. staring at him, just like, yeah, yeah, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, man. I mean, because Robert's just pissed. I love, like, I don't know this. Um, I love just. I forgot about this scene initially. Like, I forgot that this is how the episode opened, but it was such a good, like, oh. um, such a good way to open. Like Ned, how he immediately is like. I would rise your grace. You know how he's like immediately yeah. like, oh, well, I just got stabbed through the back of the leg. But like, I'll my still honor hold. comes first, you know, like I'll let you know that if I could, I'd stand. But I just got stabbed in the fucking leg by your yeah. sister's by your sister's uh, boyfriend yeah. brother. Um, so. Oh, Ned, man. The, the oh, world Ned. doesn't deserve a Ned. No, it doesn't. But uh, I love I also I've always loved 
I, like I didn't really remember this either, especially coming off last week, watching it week by week. You know, you get a sense for how the show was paced when people were watching it, mm-hmm. like when it was on TV. You know, like I, I kind of forgot that Ned resigned his hand to the king, and then literally the next episode, Robert was like, "You're the you're the hand of the king. You keep that fucking thing on, or I'm gonna pin it on Jamie Lannister." Okay, that's <laughs> he's like, "I won't kill you if you take it off again." I'll I'll. I'll do you one more. You know, I'll go one level higher. I'll make Jamie the hand and have me make you watch. You know, yeah. like how will that be? Um, how how would you like that? So it was uh, like no, I love that. And, and he like after Robert said that, Ned was kind of like, okay. He's like, you know what? Maybe I do do this hand thing. Yeah, maybe maybe I could. But uh, it starts with Cersei being all super mad about uh, Tyrion being arrested and. Uh, attacking and him attacking Jamie in the street according to her you know the lord of the lord of the north was drunken and leaving a brothel and he attacked Jamie and his fr- no you fucking oh oh she's start she's starting she's starting yep. down that path where you're like oh man oh you're real you're a real difficult woman to like huh that's Cersei Lannister she's coming out yeah, oh, yeah. she's starting but uh She's ready to take action against Ned, but uh, Robert's like, come on now. Let's hear Ned's side. I know Ned. I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, I've known Ned my entire fucking life. Ned doesn't just get drunk, go to a brothel, and attack soldiers, okay? That's just not something Ned Stark does. And uh, he's like, be quiet. Uh, Cersei's like, I will not be quiet. You're. He's like, she says something about how uh, perhaps... Uh, he should be wearing the dress and she should be uh she should be making the calls and he's like mm. oh yeah oh yeah backhand uh slap slaps her across the face real not quick. even a backhand it was a full front it was oh, a, was it yeah it bam i mean damn damn yeah, hard uh like it like, actually i actually like yeah i forgot this happened i gasped like i was like oh, holy yeah. fuck like i was like oh shit like i don't know i guess for the show, it's like one of the most tame things. Actually, like actually, like it's it's horrible. But like, like, um, but I don't know. The it context just... of what we know, though, like that's it's just not something you take lightly. I don't when... know. Yeah. And well, I, and it's and also just Cersei something didn't. we don't look... see a lot. You know, yeah. I know we see that. Like, I know mm-hmm. we see women get straight up tortured in this show, um, and in in other shows, but like, uh, I don't know. We don't usually just see it so plain to see. Whenever a, a man hits a woman, I think and, it was uh, it was played well here because I mean she does come right back, you know. Instead of oh yeah, instead of like, her I'll just wear like this. crying, she was like, "Yeah, no, I'll wear like, this like a badge of honor." What yeah. then? What then, yeah. King Robert? And and he's like, "Oh yeah, you'll wear it in silence, or I'll honor you again." I mean, a terrible like thing. Oh, to say. dude, terrible thing to say. But, but what the a line. line. Oh. Oh God, I almost chose it for my line. I know. Uh, I was like, cause, then, I mean, like, because there's a few things here. It's the performance, too. Mark Addy's fucking incredible here, uh, especially immediately afterwards where he's like, I should not have done that. I shouldn't have hit her. It was wrong. That wasn't that wasn't <laughs> very kingly. Uh, oh, man. I love. Oh, that's, you know what? A character that was completely on the sideline whenever I've watched the show before mm-hmm. and a character that I did not give really any care like any thought to whatsoever was Robert fucking and he, fantastic dude oh my god I love Robert this season he's so awesome 
Um, yeah, no, like, and that's the thing is that, like, within within the show, you know, like, obviously, the morality oh, of it is all yeah. all sorts of fucked up. But I mean, like, uh, within the show, he is one of the most likable characters right now because he is because the stories he brings to the screen are so fucking important every time. Like, he's the, he's who we start the show with as he's king, the king, yeah, you know, like the, that's the king. And man, does it like it's insane actually just understanding the politics side behind it now like i think whenever i watched the show before i got the like who's alive who's dead who wants to mm. kill who that's the stuff i'm like really you know, what, you know what like really helped with understanding this this sort of stuff was house of the dragon yeah and it, how eerily similar like it, it's all just about the kids all about the air like mm. the game of thrones like i don't it's, it's it's i don't know it's really cool but like yeah I, I think just understanding the actual politics and like what is going on the actual secession, like how everything works. I don't know. Everything is just coming together. Um, Very walk. satisfyingly. So it's, I don't know. It's all making sense. But, uh, but Robert then tosses the, the pin of the King's hand at Ned's side and says, you better fucking wear that shit or I'm gonna give the job to Jamie Lannister. Don't take that shit off again. And uh, he tells, uh, he tells him, you know, y'all need to go ahead and make peace. Okay, I'm tired of this shit. I'm your king. Make peace. And uh, he's like, this is this is almost certainly going to lead to war. Uh, I'll talk to you when I get back from the hunt. Ned's like, a fucking hunt? Right now? And he's like, killing things clears my head. Bye. Uh, Every time a character says, I'll talk to you when I get back from blank. I'll talk to you about blank when I get back from blank. Yeah, we'll talk about your mother the next time I see you. Talk about your mother next time I see you, and then Uncle Benjamin tells John that we'll talk. Um, what do they? What will they talk about? Maybe it was just we'll talk more when I return. Is just what he said. I don't know if it was yeah, about anything was, specific. No, yeah, it was. Um, it was about Uncle him becoming ben, a ranger and going me on the wall. He was like, "We'll talk more when I return." You know, like that's right. He gave him, he gave him the lesson of like everything has to be earned. Um, yeah, that's what it was. He was like, "Yeah, you yeah. got to earn everything here." Uh, basically, you're a little puss, you know, a little pussy mm-hmm. boy right now. Earn it. Bye. I'm going. I'm going beyond. I'm going beyond the wall now. I'm bitch. going to do. I'm going to do what you want to do. See you later. Peace. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I guess he's not didn't die actually. Um, maybe dead. Die. I don't really know what happens to that dude. I think uh, I still does. don't fully I think, understand. I think after season seven he dies. Well, like he he half dies. Half die dies. I know he died like for sure for sure. But that first. The that in but what happens to him in between there? Um, well, that's the thing. We literally do not see this man again until that episode in season seven, and there's no there's there's not even like, an attempt at an explanation. You know, it just comes out of nowhere. I think it was just like a fuck it. They were like fuck it. What's a character we haven't touched in forever? We need someone to save day, him. It was their fucking Deus Ex Machina. They were like, yeah, just call this fucking guy, and I don't know, he'd be around, I guess. Uh, yeah, but Manoa that'll be having... that'll be more fun whenever like because that is something that the show cares less and less about as it goes on. Um, I can like point to everything here in season one as like a direct cause to something that happens next. Mm. You can tell in like season seven and season eight, they were like, we don't need to. We can just go ahead and do things. It's such a massive time. story that like. Sometimes you just forget how things work on some storylines, and you just accept things. You're like, 
you're having so much information thrown to you that mm-hmm. like sometimes it's like oh yeah yeah that's how it works like yeah sure expect, for sure yeah, like I'll, I'll take that um <laughs> no no like this haven't like robert like saying it like having it be a rewatch though you know having him say the line of like hey we'll talk when i get back from the hunt yeah just, just right. knowing it's like oh man like the board no one no one ever talks when they get back you know (laughs) yeah yeah. like god dang it i know i know what's about to happen and it's so it's so much it's harder this time because i actually like robert you know the character of him i'm like i'm like actually like i want him on screen more like i'm loving his performance so it's like it's tough knowing that this is this is the end you know and it's right uh, but man i don't know it's heating up though like it's this is is. where it starts like this is. is this is like I we're mean, hitting the gas where now. everything this is back half of season one yeah. you this is well like it's just like house of the dragon season one it is the it is the exact stuff that came right before the war that's the entire season one it's like what causes the war that's going to happen in season two what happens in season one um that's fair it's just very accelerated in this case. yeah you know like they, one... they weren't waiting for viserys to die for a no, long yeah. time it was just well, uh, oh, everything's shit, seeming died. to happen, and it's unwrapping, and then the king died. Well, not the public knowing about it, but I guess, like, people are starting to figure out, then the king dies, then it all yeah. unwraps. Within... Yeah. Is it a day? Is it literally the same day that all of this happens? Oh, it's... no. No, 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 no. In, in the back half of season one here? No, just this episode. Like oh, after. just this episode. It can't be much more than a day, I don't think. Uh, do, they, do they sleep? I don't. I feel like Ned wakes up. I don't. I don't feel like. I don't know. I guess we can. We'll see eventually. Just by going through. Yeah, I don't everything, think so. But... I think. Uh, yeah, I think the stuff that happens in this one is like down at King's Landing specifically might might just be over the course of a day, which I hadn't even considered, which is kind of crazy. But uh, hmm. regardless. <clears throat> Arya is having another water dancing lesson with Sirio Pharrell up next, and, uh, you know, she's not really into the mood, you know? And, like, th- this one hurt a little bit more this time, too, just because, like, I don't know, I've been paying attention a little bit more, and I've noticed Jory's been around all the time, and he's like, anytime Ned's like, take the girls to their room, it's Jory who has to take the girls to their room. It's like, and she's like, they killed Jory, man. Like, I don't I don't feel like this shit today. I'm in, I'm in strife. And Sirio's like, oh are you mm. <laughs> ain't no better time to train fights don't wait for you to be to be out of strife you know uh they, they they come for you anytime not just when you're in the mood and uh this dude's just my... so effortlessly oh, I cool i love like, yeah he, he's he's awesome love Sirio pharrell but uh he he reminds her you know being prepared for a fight is more important in times of sadness than in times of peace and i was like okay Okay, Sirio, you're a wise man. Wise man say only fools rush in. But yeah, so that that concludes that scene with Arya. Very very brief little little glimpse of what they've got going on over there. But uh, I really really loved. Uh, I'm really loving Arya and uh, Sirio's relationship. I always did. Uh, whenever I watched it the first time, but uh, and the first few times, but I, I don't know, just just something about the rewatch is hitting different, and because uh, this was a this was another good little scene. Oh yeah, but, uh, oh yeah. There's only one god, the god of death. 
what do we say? Well, I guess he didn't say, what do we say to her yet? He just said that. No, yeah. Do you pray to the gods, the old and the new? There is only one god, and his name is death. And there is only one thing we say to death. Not today. Mm. And uh, that is my favorite line of the episode. Mm. Especially, especially on a rewatch upon completing, uh, you know, the entire show. Because oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a prophecy of sorts, this line. Uh, she literally kills what I would consider the closest thing to a god of death in the show. Yeah, honestly, like, even bigger than a god of death. Like, death has some honor to him where, like, he wants people to die, but, like, he just only takes people when it's their time, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, it's just a necessary evil, but, like, the Night King, he takes it to the next level. He's like, I'll kill you, and then I'll resurrect you to fight for me to kill more people so I can resurrect more people. It's like, what an insane concept. Um, How about that? So, but yeah, I know that. I love, uh, the the early you know um no ends of Arya just seeing like how far she comes and mm. and uh is is awesome just seeing like her learning these lessons like now like that's that's what's really cool is like seeing the lessons that the characters learn now um especially I think like uh with Daenerys is like the easiest one to to see um like the things that she hears now will you know just correlate to what she does in the future which is just really cool um that Arya's I don't know you're gonna be littered with that this time like that's one i'm watching closely just because like you know whenever you watch watched the show the first time season eight was on and stuff i mean i i was okay with the fact that Arya killed the night king because i love i love shock value i love being like oh shit she did the shit you know like she did that but you know obviously what I wanted going into season eight was for Jon Snow and the Night King to have a face off and to actually fight. Yeah, um, it's okay. Well, um, that's 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 what's interesting about a rewatch is that now you get to watch what led her to that point and realize that that's what she was training for her entire life. I have only two pop figures, and mm. one of them is Jon on the throne. Um, Man. And I think I got this like season, like six. I want to say is whenever this um, the king maybe, in the north. Yeah, I think this the was king in the north was season six. Um, which was it? The end of season six where it was revealed the Targaryen reveal. That was season seven. Seven. Wow. So that's even nuts that this. I think this was before his Targaryen reveal. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think, think uh, well, think. because season one, uh, all the promo images were every single character on the Iron Throne. That's right. So, like, uh, it's it's probably modeled after that. But, uh, yeah, that, that always, uh, always kind of confused me whenever I was watching the first time. And I think it's just to, like, kind of fuck with your mind. Like, anybody could end up there. You know, like, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it was... Regardless, I really, really loved the scene with Arya and Sirio. Uh, one of the one of the goats, one of the all time uh, remembered lines here, and the way it gets called back to by uh, the Red Woman when she's about to go off and kill the Night King. What do we say to the God of Death? Not today. Fucking love it. Fucking love mm-hmm. it. Uh, but next up, King Robert is out hunting, and he's with uh, 
with Renly. He's with Sir Barristan and Lancel Lannister. And Robert is uh, being supplied a sufficient amount of wine by Lancel and uh, becomes a bit drunk and nostalgic, longing for his days of uh, young knights trying to make a name for themselves. And when em- enemies stood openly in opposition to him, uh, instead of being behind the scenes scheming and shit, uh, he's like, yep, fucked a lot of ladies. Uh, you guys, you guys know you, they didn't, they didn't consider you a man until you, you had sex with a woman from each of the seven kingdoms and the riverlands. They call it making the eight. Uh, you know, that there's so much of that in this show. Just guy talk, you know, just the ultimate, like, they, they, they I don't know. It, that's the thing is that they, uh, it's obviously just, just, uh, in there to be in for HBO, just for, that's, I feel like the, the kind of fan, the target audience they're going for. Mm. But like, it's always used in a way that can, that sort of pushes the story along. Sometimes it is just out there, outright, no need for it whatsoever. It's there no. just to be there. But, like, I think they do a somewhat okay job of making it matter, like, most of the time. Well, um, and this one, his bragging about his history with women, it's important because he goes, Renly, what about you? Mm-hmm. You made the eight? And Renly's like, you know what, fuck this, you know? Uh I like that he asked Barristan, "Do you ever make the eight? I don't believe I did, sir. You know, uh, and he's uh, like, "Ah, damn, it's a shame." Make the eight. I don't know the the one thing I kind of want to clarify is: Do you n- know like the lore behind the old gods and the new? Like I, that was one thing that I was um, like the the seven, the sept, like the new. That's the new, Those right? New the gods. new, yeah. And that's like, I guess if you want to relate it to i don't know it feels like just christianity like is the closest analogy i can make a little bit but a multi-god christianity basically like a new formed religion that took over and a church took over everything and then you know with political ties everything i feel like that's the closest analogy um that i could give it um but like what was there an event or something that happened that led people to be like oh fuck the old gods we like this is you know the new or like um is that known or is it just there are old gods and new and it's just how it is i'd be willing to bet that maybe the seven were the gods of valyria and when the targaryens came over and conquered they installed them as the new gods of the seven kingdoms um Okay. And the old gods were remembered by the houses who worshipped the old gods, but those those who were like, okay, yeah, the Targaryens, yeah, okay, don't burn me with your fucking dragon, That's uh, were like, okay. yeah, okay, you know. So I, I'd be willing to bet there's something there. Um, I do not know though. I do not know what's uh, that's pro- that's the fairest explanation I think you you could give. Um, it, it makes the most sense. They like installing their his own like religion, coming over, conquering everything. Mm. They're yeah. scared as fuck because dragons. So they're like, "Yeah, I'll believe in some in some other gods." Like, um, right, right. I, I see no, a yeah, dragon a... in front of me now. Like, I'll believe in anything, you know. Or like, I guess I don't know. Is uh, I guess at that time is like the average citizen just in the know of all of the magical stuff in 
like in the universe. Obviously, they don't know of White Walkers and stuff, but like, is like the re- like the Red Woman's? I guess like her powers aren't really known. It, like she shocks a lot of people. Like whenever mm-hmm. she shows, so like I don't know. Like well, no, was- like I don't think the general person is familiar with the magical side of this universe. Like I think, in fact, it's it's mostly doubted. Yeah, true. And, uh, I, and like so, I I think there's hmm. there's something there, but uh, here, hold on, I'm looking into the old gods. Uh, they're nameless and numerous. Ah, the free folk who live beyond the wall believe that the gods are everywhere, in the rocks, streams, birds, and beasts, and that they take the deceased down into the earth and make them trees. Hmm. Which is why the werewoods are sacred to the old gods. Okay. So yeah, it would be the so old gods would be just on Westeros before. Yeah, it replaced yeah, the the seven so. replaced the old gods everywhere but in the north. Hmm. Which is interesting. The north is the the north remembers. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I've always I've always just kind of taken it like the old gods in the new is just like a saying, but I've never actually thought of like um what happened to actually make people Well, and there's also the fact that there's like the whole uh here's Robert Baratheon first of his name, king of the Andals and the first men and the Roinar and like I don't I don't I can't tell you honestly, I know what any of that fucking means. Um the Andal? Like, what? The Andals, the Roinar. Like, the first men I can, uh, I can get. It's kind of a self-explanatory. They were the, they were the first men. Um, yeah, protector of the realm. I can get behind that. Um, right, right. Ah. Uh, 6,000 oh. years ago, the Andals arrived with seven-pointed stars carved on their bodies. Oh, so it was not... Um, they originated that's, that's far before. Yeah, they originated that's the old gods. Yeah, originated in the hills of Andalos oh. and Essos, and brought with them the faith of the seven. Oh wait, the new gods are yeah six six, th- six thousand years old. Years old. Uh, okay, and that's when the Andals arrived from Essos. So they came. They brought the seven oh. over from Essos. Um. Oh they fought, wow. Yeah, they fought with the first men and the children of the forest, and in the end, the first men lost control of everything below the neck. So, because the first men only controlled the north, the Andals took over everything else, the light of the seven shined on every other kingdom, while the north held on to the old gods. Okay, well, that goes much deeper than I would have thought. Yeah, no, yeah, like, I'm like, I guess, I, I, yeah, like just how new is a new god, you know, but... Uh, true, I guess, like, I don't know why I think that, that like... History uh, started with Aegon's Conqueror. Yeah, like, it, like it, everything started with Aegon. Uh, at, at, you know, at first it was dark, and then there was Aegon, you know, yeah, it's, right. it's basically <laughs> my, what my brain was before, but... Um, no, there's a whole history before that, apparently. Um BC before the conquering. Uh but nevertheless, uh Renly gets real mad at Robert after some of these remark- r- remarks and he calls him a fool, uh tells him that his 
uh, that his past has had its share of violence and that Robert is conveniently ignoring it. You know, he's like, I'm I'm not as much of a pussy as you seem to think I am. OK, fuck you mm-hmm. and the horse you rode in on. And Renly storms off and Sir Barristan is like, oh, I'm going to stand here and look on concerned. <laughs> oh, things are going badly and I am too old for this shit. Uh, then that, Lancel- that's the last conversation that he like that. That's that's rough. Yeah, I, I didn't off think one. about that. Be rough one. And Lancel uh, immediately feeds Robert some more wine. But uh, was this was it intentional? Did they tell him like to get him drunk, or was it just like because they were building his just fear of Robert the whole show? You know, like, I, I don't know if he, he, it seemed that he was just kind of doing it out of fear. Like, oh shit, he just got told off by his brother. He's going to want some wine. I don't want to be the one to not give him it and then him get pissed at me. Like, or was it explicitly like Cersei was like, get him drunk? I you think, know? uh, I'd be willing to bet that he was informed and told to keep the wine flowing. Like, uh, by Cersei or by I mean I assume so um I also am of the mind that I've always been of the mind that the wine might be laced because okay. Robert Robert drinks a lot doesn't feel doesn't feel out of the ordinary for him to get super fucking drunk on a hunt I feel like this is probably normal behavior for him um, maybe this time it just bit him in the ass, but I've always been of the mind that it it was probably uh, laced with something, and it that's made fair. Him yeah, okay. Got to I mean, him a he little did. heavier because after Renly stormed off, he downed the thing. A lot. I mean, he like yeah, um, okay. Tons of wine in that cask, but uh, yeah, Rob Rob's not doing well after that, and uh, back in King's Landing. At a meeting of the small council, a uh, a group of refugees come to tell how their villages have been destroyed. How uh, they they came and they they murdered everybody and they stole everything and and Ned hears tales of a huge night ravaging the Riverlands. He's like uh, the way the little finger throughout the scene is like that sounds like someone we knew. Dude, Ooh. never realized how like angel and devil on the shoulder this scene was. Like, Littlefinger is just and pushing him towards war. Like, oh, like, isn't that the house of, of your wife, Ned? Obviously, yeah. he knows. Yeah. Obviously, he fucking knows. I guess he they, they just need it for, like, the show. So, like, people will get it, you know? Like, yeah. obviously, Littlefinger doesn't need to say that. But, like, it actually works because he's just enticing him to, to egg this on. He wants yeah. it to happen. It is beneficial for him. And then you have the maester over there that's like, this is a drastic action, you know, like, he's like, whoa, and, you know, like, I don't know, I, I've, I never really, I didn't realize these things at all before, like, that's mm-hmm. the, I'm, I'm realizing, like, so much every time I watch it now. And Ned has always got an angel and the devil on the shoulder telling him that he either needs to be the honorable man or do the thing he's incapable of doing. Um, it happened with, uh, Catelyn and Maester Lewin up in the north whenever he was considering going down south and she was like, you can choose to stay. You can. And Maester Lewin's like, ah, but have you the choice if if Robert needs you? That's do true. You, do you need to go down there? You know, like uh, 
and uh I think we'll only get more and more of that as the season goes on ahead of his uh eventual capturing and stuff but uh mm. regardless he's like ah yeah that sounds like a uh, fucking sir gregor clegane uh and <laughs> you know he's probably under the or- in, uh, fucking peter being like he's basically tywin's lapdog he does what he wants um yeah and he's saying it to to everyone too it's not even yeah. like talking to ned he's like well, it'd be quite obvious what he's doing. He is yeah. Tywin's lapdog or whatever. Like, just letting every like he's just he is just an antagonizer. You know, he just wants to entice everything. Wants everyone to know every little detail. Yeah, um, it's like any how, detail that any detail that can benefit him for them knowing it. Um, yeah. I love how like uh, Peter Baelish and and Varys talk. Mm-hmm. They they talk as if things are just they, known yeah like like oh i hope i hope that this detail doesn't matter they say it like that you know it's yeah. like they don't they don't actually explicitly just tell yeah. someone what's going on they just drop it in you know in casual conversation i love how i don't know they're they're so oh i don't think anything of that though <laughs> you know, that won't matter right like this this deep this is nothing important nothing. i bet um, but yeah no, I, uh, the the Lannisters seem to be punishing the Riverlands held by House Tully, uh, you know, as a result of Catelyn holding Tyrion captive. And uh, even though Robert told him, you know, make peace with Lannisters, Ned's like, ah, man, you know what? This is the first time you watch Ned kind of take it, take advantage of the power he's granted, almost in a way that is a little bit like, oh. That's not that's not what Robert wants. He he used the power for something he needs to get done. Yeah, I guess like um it doesn't really go against his honor. No, so I would say because like because like they did they did wipe out a bunch of his men. Like no, and, yeah, they and, wiped like, out Arya a bunch of his men. Was, they murdered you know, a lot of innocent people. They tried to him? kill Bran. Yeah, no, like like, himself, he, like all of it's threats. the yeah, like um it's it's fair on on his part, but. But definitely, um, definitely not what King Robert know. wants. You think if if Littlefinger isn't there, you think Ned still gets there? Like you think he still gets here, and he's like, "Fuck it!" Like I, this is because I feel like it's inevitable at this point. Like uh, he can't just sit back, and I don't know. Like I, if if Littlefinger isn't there, I still don't think Ned goes. We'll wait until Robert gets back. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel I feel like he actually gets here anyways. Um, but this is you. this is is my favorite scene of the episode. Um, mm. But I I love I love like this investigation and this is like the whole culmination where it blows up and he's like, all right, this is you know he doesn't he doesn't tell the public um, what's going on, but this is his way of letting the public know that he's like joining the fight that there is there is a, a that he's on the side you know not not on their side right um and and i love how um i don't know i guess we we haven't got there yet uh the actual sentencing like sentencing is like i'll I'll say like whenever he actually sentences the mountain to death would be like the moment but uh i don't know just i let things just go down in the in the throne room man it's like that room so much happens so much happens in that one room. Well, yeah, like you think to House of the Dragon, like 200 years earlier, 
Damon Targaryen cuts the top half of a dude's face off, like right in the middle of this room. Yeah, that happened there. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the like, there's been a dragon in there. Um, it's been yep. no, that was just a vision when it was all snowy. Well, uh, it's that's what happens. That's what um, happens in the season eight finale. Man, there's there's a I mean there's that room sees a lot of know. history. I wonder if like there will ever be um someone will try to make like a a replica castle of the Red Keep, you know, and have it right. be like a museum of sorts. And, and and then in the throne room, you just have like a they have like a little pedestal. You know how they have pedestals of like what happened here or whatever. You just have like five thousand pedestals in the throne room of like. Oh, this person died here. This person also died here. This was also where you know uh, whatever. This is I don't know. Also, where this person died. Uh, um, the, the top the, half of this yeah. person landed here. The bottom half landed here. Um, but, uh, yeah, here we remember the top half of X, and then yeah. here we remember the bottom half. Yeah, I don't know. That that'd be a fun. I don't know. I, I guess HBO makes their own theme park like Disney one day, and they have yeah, a right. red keep. Uh, roller coaster that just takes epic. you through that'd be kind of um, epic but yeah. um ned decides here calls lord beric dondarian to the front and uh this is a character who gets recast and becomes bigger in this show um i like he really? said lord he said lord beric dondarian and i went what uh beric dondarian's the dude who Stands in the doorway as Arya runs away with his arms pressed against the walls, getting cut up by White Walkers. Do you remember that? Like in the Wait in the long night. Wait the the flaming sword dude goes north of the wall with them. Uh, Wait what? The guy who gets resurrected like seven times. He's up there. He's on my poster. I know yeah, that. Beric, Beric know Dondarrion, that. man. He's a uh... wow. Big guy, I, yeah, and he he's just standing here. <laughs> Ned's like, take a hundred men and storm uh, Gregor's hold. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and strip him of his knighthood, his land, his titles. We're gonna fair, sentence him to death. Fair guy to send. Is it known that he's like died eight times or whatever? You know, like I don't know. However, that's, that's like, what also that's also what's interesting is like, did all of that? Like that's that's one thing that this show. I'm like. I guess is he doesn't supposed, have his eye patch. Is, is it supposed to be the same yeah. guy? Like, uh, I think, like, they just kind of threw a dude in here whose name was, like, familiar to people who have read the books. And then later on, they were like, oh, shit. Uh, because this would imply, the, the way we find Beric next is he's in the Brotherhood uh, without banners. That's and the next time we see him? I think so. <laughs> so... It in would the imply cave? that they like in the cave whenever he like mm-hmm. dies and then comes back and we're like pretty what? much what? So, like, like around that wow. time. That's nuts. But uh, uh, it would imply that they storm Gregor's holdout. They, I mean, Gregor's alive. True. You know, one hundred men storm Gregor's holdout. Does he holdout. say that he? Oh yeah. Okay. And wow. then he and he doesn't return to King's Landing. Probably just goes. You know what? I'm done. I'm going to go join the Brotherhood. That was it for me. Uh, I got sliced in half by the mountain and put back together somehow and woke back up by some magic. I don't know. I feel... Thoros like of Mir. Yeah. The mountain, that's just... That's not a... 
You know, he, he was an honorable man for, for taking up the mantle, of, you know, and being like, all right, Ned, I'll do that for you. But man, I was told to go go up against the mountain. Well, that's what's crazy. Ned Ned goes, take 100 men for one guy. You know how, like, you know how fucking crazy that is to be like, you know what we need? Yeah. We need you to, t- like, because, I we mean, if this 10. is anybody else, it's like, take 10. Yeah. Go ahead and deal with it. Take 100 men. And maybe that, I don't know. It's like that fucking, it's like that fucking what if, where it's like, would you rather fight one big dude or a hundred little kindergartners? They're like, all right, we're going to send 100 grown fucking knights to go fight this fucking guy. Yeah. Trained swords. Um, Yeah. All of them. That's fucking uh, crazy, dude. That's just so nuts. Uh, And he he lives like he's still around. Holy (laughs) crap. That's crazy. I mean, and he actually does. Do we see that happen? We at do all, I don't think. it's just off screen. It it, it it just happened. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think so. I can't recall. I don't. I think I'd remember seeing it. I don't think we see it. We might get another reference to it, and it might stand out a little bit more because we've t- we've had this discussion now. Because it's the he he says a hundred swords. Is it of the city watch? Hundred swords of the city watch that he takes, or a hundred swords of what? I think he's. I think he says one hundred knights. Oh, because I was trying to think if it's the same group, the same group of people that eventually flips on him. You know that. You know, mm. Littlefinger is like I told you not to trust me. Like I wonder if um, it even happened at all. I see because they were already on the side of uh, you know Cersei of the Lannisters and already in, in their pocket. Um, I don't know. I'm, uh, no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I'd sure. I'd say probably not yet. Uh, I, I'd say like because no, because Pete Littlefinger has to talk to Ned first in order for yeah, no, that it's it's too early for I guess that to happen. So, is it like mentioned later on that he was raided and that he got away? Like, is that mentioned? I think I think that comes up. I I for some reason it's ringing a bell. Um. But we'll just have to we'll just have to keep yeah. a, an ear to the streets for it because uh, I can't recall off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, nevertheless, he orders uh, he orders Grand Maester Pycelle to send word to Casterly Rock, demand Lord Tywin's presence in court to explain his bannerman's actions, or be branded an enemy of the crown and a traitor to the realm. I was like, oh. He's taking big swings, you know, like sending a hundred people to go take out Gregor and stripping him of his knighthood. It's like, all right, yeah, probably, probably called for, probably deserved. And then he was like, and also call Tywin Lannister down here, or else he'll be branded a traitor of the of the realm. Damn, like, give me the top dude right now. Give, give I the richest, the richest motherfucker in the realm. I don't give up. Call yet. him down here. Uh, give him, give him fourteen days. If he's not here. War. <laughs> yep. That's yep. nuts. Um, Especially and, considering that, like, it probably takes about two weeks to get anywhere. That's fair. Honestly, like, he's basically just calling him an enemy of the crown by saying, like, 
What if the raven fucks off for a little bit? Never, never even reaches it. Never How even... far is Casterly Rock from King's Landing? Probably, uh, because I believe Casterly Rock is in the west, while King's Landing's on the east. So, uh, but it's a thin, it's a thin plot of land. It's just very tall. You know what I'm saying, Westeros. So I think it's probably easier to get. It's like one thousand percent faster to get from King's Landing to or Casterly Rock to King's Landing than it is like the north to King's Landing. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Twelve. Fuck. From day fifty. Cover between King's Landing and Casterly Rock four thousand four hundred miles between them. Okay, that's pretty fucking far. That that seems kind of impossible. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just, just. A oh, little... you can get there by ship. Ah. You can get there by ship. Average range per day. Wow, they. This is insane. On Reddit, they have a breakdown of how fast a ship can get there with or powered or a sailing ship and then they have horse riding small or single group of riders charging horse every 10 or 12 miles army without supply train an army with supply train and then a royal party how long each of those would take to get from casterly rock to king's land like nuts who who does this work who who that's nuts but um so that that makes sense they can get there by by boat Okay, um, and make okay. it much faster. That's cool. That's good. Uh, so not not completely uh, out of the question for Tywin to get there on time, mm-hmm. but uh, Peter Baelish and Grand Maester Pycelle are like, whoa! <laughs> like even Peter's like, wait a minute, that's not that's not quite what I was uh, what I was getting at. You're gonna brand Tywin a enemy of the crown. I kind of uh, hitched my horse to that wagon. How about you don't do that? Um, These are drastic measures, sir. Mr. Pycelle. Uh, but Ned's like, it's done. It will be done. I loved it. And then uh, after this, next up, Prince Joffrey comes to apologize to Sansa for the incident on the King's Road. It's only been four episodes since then. So, you know, months now. Uh, because Ned literally tells Varys last episode, I've been here for a month. Dang. So Joffrey yeah. decided, now I'll apologize for what happened on the King's Road, which he's, was like a month and a half ago. Makes it even worse, man. He's like, what a, what a, like, just a super shitty apology. He says, like, some, some cute Romeo lines, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll never. My lady never, love, you will be will, my betrothed. Like, I will never be mean to you again, ever. I promise. Ugh. Um, I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, nah, he's uh, uh, he's evil. He's an evil bastard. But uh, literally, but uh, I don't know. First watch, do you think? Do you like still have hope for him? Because we don't know how shitty he gets. You know, like yeah, no. First watch, I think at this point you're like, okay, well, this is this is good. You know, like, like little, at least... little cringy. You know, it's, yeah. it's young love, whatever. But like, well, and okay, they also... like, I, like I feel like at this point you'd be like, okay, this is. I this hope good. to what he is from. I feel like he wouldn't... Yeah, because you don't know how shitty he gets at all. Um, he was an absolute 
just piece of shit before and just like well it's it's like he's a little dick up to this point but he's also like 14 so you're like he's just a fucking kid being an asshole so like and he grew up as the fucking heir to the throne of the seven kingdoms he's entitled he's a bitch he's a pussy like uh and then hopefully there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel but there's there's just not um this was also one of the prettiest looking scenes in the episode um just uh the way they were like silhouetted inside uh in in the room as the light pours in from outside and stuff it was very very again very fantasy very uh wasn't lady tyrell just chilling over there like i, uh, I like septa the septa uh is that or what isn't is that's not that's tyrell that's not tyrell that's not tyrell that's just a oh septa. no that's not a, yeah no i'm thinking of just the the head yeah the, the head the piece is very is, similar is, is just yeah that, that's where i'm yeah. going no um, yeah that's a uh, that's septa unilla fourth she came down with them um, thank you yeah no problem so man goddamn see i'm still i'm still learning characters yeah um, right right and i'm and i'm feeling like i'm getting a complete understanding of the show and nope not it it that's every time you learn you can learn something new about this show every, every single time uh, but uh Anywho, yeah, I just thought that was a really pretty it was a really pretty scene, uh, visually and obviously very foreboding given that this is a rewatch podcast, you know, this is not the last time that uh Joffrey's an absolute fucking dick. Um and you also know that Joffrey doesn't even really mean this. Um What do you mean? Because like, like literally two episodes ago, whenever or maybe even Cersei was like a if you want to fuck painted whores, you fuck painted whores. And he's like, uh, that's true. Sansa, like, uh, like I have to marry her. Like, uh, you that's agree, true. you agree that the start, you agree that the Starks are enemies, right? Like he's, he's, he's doing, he's a psycho and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go act like I love her. Like what the fuck is wrong with this fucking guy? Man, that does make it even worse. Dang, man. He sucks. God, the Lannisters scum. are just scum. Oof. Um, but uh yeah, next up, the last scene in in the north or not in the north in King's Landing. Uh Ned decides to send his daughters back to Winterfell. Uh, Arya is a little concerned that she uh she's going to have to part ways with Sirio. You know, uh like I I can Sirio come with this? I'm I'm do-? and Sansa's like, "Shut the fuck up. You go you, you can train with anybody anywhere. Fuck you." What about Joffrey? My betrothed Joffrey. I love Joffrey. And uh, Ned's like, uh, well, we'll find someone else for you. Someone kind and, you know, gentle and strong. And she's like, I don't want any of those good things. I want Joffrey. Uh, mm. I'm going to I'm going to marry Joffrey and have lots of golden haired babies. Uh, he's a lion and I love him. And Arya's like, he's not a lion. He's a fucking, he's a fucking stag. You know, he's the fucking, he's a Baratheon. He's, he's nothing like that king. And dad's like, uh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys, minute. you guys get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. I got something to do. And he, uh, he opens up that book. John Aaron was looking at before he died. And he looks the to the house. Paperweight though. That's on top of it. Just, you know, just a, yeah. A little dagger. Just a dagger. Just a dagger. Uh, he uh, consults the book for House Baratheon, and Ned finds that every time a Baratheon is married, the children have black hair. 
black hair, black of hair, black of hair, Robert Baratheon, black of hair, Joffrey Baratheon, golden head. And he has like a little like realization. Like, He's like, what? No, no. Well, and I like that the conclusion he comes to, because I'm fairly certain there's not more evidence after this presented to him, is that he immediately goes, oh, she's fucking, she's fucking her brother. No, immediately. Yeah, like, because he eventually talks to Cersei um, and just is like, just calls it out immediately. Like mm. your brother or your lover, like immediately. So like, I think he's like, okay, golden haired. Who else in the realm has golden hair? You know, obviously it's not Tyrion. Uh, it's not Tywin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess. No, yeah. And and then, like, also, he realizes Joffrey's, um, like, lineage. But at the same time, he realizes that Jamie and Cersei is a thing. And then through that, he realizes that that's what Bran's situation is about. So, like, he realizes right. so much here. He's like, oh, my God. He's having his John Aaron moment, you know? Oh, my God. Um, it, like, he's... He's John Aaron in this. It just history is just repeating itself. He's fig, he's mm. finding out too much, and the Lannisters are about to to strike and gain a little bit more power. Like that's what they that's what they did with John John Aaron, and then now that's what they're doing with with Ned or Robert, and then eventually Ned. Um, Man, which gee, and this was like, this was a fucking huge moment. The first time you're watching, you're like, oh, Ned's he's figuring it out. He's figuring it out. Finally, man, I don't know his his detective like um, storylines are so cool. Mm. Like, actually, like the suspense is nuts. Like, I I understand why the season is regarded as just one of the best seasons of all time now. Like, mm -hmm. it's so good. It is just so good. Um, fantastic shit, fantastic. But uh. That does conclude the storyline in the Crown Lands and at King's Landing. Uh, it was a good one. Good one this week. Uh, and that takes us to the north. Just vale? a couple things. The Vale or... will be after that. The The, the north, north is in Winterfell. The Winterfell. Okay, I was like, I don't think we got John this episode. It was... Um, I no was, John. I was no John really, for two yeah, weeks in a row. I know. I was really trying to see if they... If they had Daenerys, then John was in the you know because I think last episode or the episode prior yeah, they didn't have um, John or Daenerys. Yeah, it was like I know it was like oh how poetic if you don't have one you don't have the other you know whatever like oh and then but like no we just get we get episodes where just it's, it's it. just Daenerys but that's okay. We also get episodes where it's just John later on. Um, so, um, like yeah. I'm pretty sure we get a whole fucking episode where it's just the wall at some point and it's just. Like, there is no cutting away from what happens at the wall. Um, that's a ways down the line. But uh, nevertheless, in the north and in Winterfell, Bran is having another dream. And I like the way that all these dreams start the exact same. Uh, with him shooting an arrow, the three-eyed raven flying towards the crypts. Uh, him following it over there. And we get a little bit deeper into it this time as you watch it fly through the crypts. Uh, mm -hmm. Down the hallway into the dark. And you're like, okay. Now, obviously, the thing we can draw this to immediately 
is again season eight episode three this episode has just a fucking ton of those pull throughs huh uh with god of death beric dondarian the crypts of winterfell Ooh. here yeah um man that's did they did they i guess they had no way of knowing that no. no like that wasn't even conceptualized yet the book wasn't out they hadn't heard that true. from george true you know wow. like that's I guess it just some things just work like that. You can look back at what we they did. They write. And... They yeah. I guess like the details were there. George told him the story at the time, so it makes sense that it will line up with the future story because George is obviously going to write it that way, like mm-hmm. for the books, and then they'll adapt it to their own version of the story. But so I mean, it's not like a mastermind genius plan from the start but it's no. it's really cool just to see the through lines that are created through it 100 percent, 100 percent. this this was just one of the many we'll fall into over the course of the over the course of this rewatch and uh this does wake him up and we find that hodor has brought him the finished saddle designed by Tyrion. no hold no hodor line however i we know not, we, we see, see hodor, but we don't get it i was so it. disappointed i was waiting I was about I had I was about to You're open ready. the Excel so. file and I was about to like add one to the counter and then I'm like no like in the news off screen I'm like he better come back he better at least give me one you know we can't you like you can't blue ball me with with showing me Hodor <laughs> and then not not having him say it and and then wow yeah I was disappointed so still only at three three Hodors total man Hodor um, I mean that that's that, no, is that three episodes in a row. That... Yeah, three episodes in a row that it's at three. We didn't get any Hodor last episode or this episode. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Christian Nairn, the guy who plays uh, Hodor, obviously I know him as Hodor. I have every time I see him anywhere else, he's Hodor. Mm. But uh, he's in one of my favorite shows of the year, in uh, Our Flag Means Death, where he gets to say a little bit more than one word. Um, does he have more of a more diet? Like actually? More oh yeah, one hundred percent bigger. I mean, like not character. not. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit bigger of a part of the show than than he is in this one. You know, obviously he has storylines here where well, the storyline here where he you know holds the door. But uh, no, yeah, it's cool. He's in our flag means death. He's a pirate. He's a his, his name's Wee John. You know, like it's funny because he's not small. He's a giant motherfucker. Um, He's a big dude. I was actually listening to the audiobook, and it was uh, the way they describe uh, it's like a Northman. I think it's either I think it's Ned thinking about the mountain. He's like thinking. He's he's like contemplating what to do with the mountain, and uh, they're like in the north we have Hodor, who is said to be half giant. The mountain towers over him. Like he's like it's not like the mountain is a much larger man than Hodor is. And it's like, God, that's insane. Hodor's what? massive. What's up with the mountain in 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 the Hound? How? Like, you know, are they just are they just that gifted? Naturally? They're those guys. They're those guys, pal. If Hodor's a half giant, which maybe they're just, you know I think that's exaggeratory. Just, I don't yeah, think he's actually half giant. Like, he's no just way, a giant but like, dude. But like for people to say that for Hodor and then to have someone who towers over, like yeah. someone who it's like just not even close. That's crazy. It's crazy. The mountain's massive. 
massive man, but uh, nevertheless, he wakes up and finds Hodor with that saddle, and he goes on a ride with Robin Theon, and it was so nice watching Bran ride around. Woo! Yeah, yeah, just screaming. You've been in shit. I was like, ah, man, you just don't get to see him happy, like, ever. Mm. Um, And that was the first time he's, like, moved. In a while. Yeah. Since season one, or since episode one. Man. He's been in that fucking bed the entire time. Yeah, that had to be fun. Except for that scene where he's sitting out there with, like, Maester Lewin. They're, like, talking about about shit but like he we haven't seen him moving yet and this was a it was nice to watch him really get going i love the way that uh Tyrion came through the saddle the saddle works it's it's all good and stuff and uh they had uh they received word from king's landing about ned's injury and jory's death and Tyrion's capture and theon's like so what you gonna do rob you're 17 you're not a boy anymore how about you lead us into war how about that um what you're supposed to do when your father can't defend himself you're immediately supposed to take up arms and go to war and rob's like okay you fucking dummy i'll go ahead and make a decision when that time has come but until then i'm gonna follow my parents orders i'm gonna stay in winterfell uh, and i'll do what's what's right for my house my house yeah he's like i'll i'll do what's best buddy okay Mm -hmm. man i I, I forgot how much Theon got on my nerves early on. Theon's like, a, no, Theon fucking, like, that's the thing is that Theon obviously reaches a level where you're like, oh, I fucking, oh, I hate this guy. Oh, I, there, like, there's a point in this show where he's, like, top two most hateable characters. Um, and obviously feel bad for him. And then you, you just, know. like, because <laughs> there's no, there's no character they've, I, I've never watched them build a character up to be so fucking scummy and just such a shitbird. I'd say, like, he got out of the Game of Thrones universe for how shitty of a guy he was. I think his punishment was, like, the most fair punishment out of anyone. Like, other annoying people just got, like, a, a a quick death you know like joffrey we everyone hates joffrey but like it was pretty quick you know he lived a somewhat good life um and uh yeah i don't know this is a like reek had law a long time of torment it took like a season it took like a season and a half for him to not be reek and yeah, I don't know. So I mean, I, I he is he is an asshole, but man, he got he got his he got his he got sen- his like, comeuppance. He, he got his comeuppance. Did his sentence and some? I yeah, think maybe. I think so too. Um, and you know, he does ultimately see a redemption in the end, which is really really cool. Um, he does have one of the he has one of the more interesting uh, story arcs over the course of the show, just as far as like a character who is not a main character but is prominent. He's got one of the more prevalent, prevalent arcs, which is, uh, which is really cool. But, uh, mm-hmm. nevertheless, Rob tells him off and then he's like, uh, wait, where's Bran? Uh, they discover that Bran's wandered off, uh, on his horse and they go looking for him. But, uh, they find a group of wildlings threatening Bran and trying to steal his horse. And damn, bro, they steal, they, they break my man's saddle one ride in, they 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 cut my man's leg, 
Uh, like what the what the fuck? Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess I don't know. This and one of them. One of them looks like a uh, a wall deserter. One of them looks like he's dressed in black. Oh um, yeah, I noticed. I didn't know if that if if one of them was like. It's interesting that uh, maybe it was a ranger that who went north of the wall, found the wildlings, and. And they were like, yeah, no, it's fucking, like, it's true. And they were like, I mean, I guess they, they were talking. They were like, we, we're going as far south as south can get yeah. us. They were like, I don't care. Like, so they, they were very scared. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, that, that makes sense, I guess. Um, But yeah, I guess we, we see them die. So that's why I've never thought about it. They just die so quickly. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Rob kills a couple of them. Uh, Theon shoots the one who took Bran hostage uh, through the back. Uh, Rob's like, "What the fuck, dude? You could have killed Bran." And he's like, "I did." Like, and you're like, "Okay, this is like one of the only times Theon's like, right?" He's like, "I'm good with the bow. I knew what I had to do, so I fucking did it." Sorry and shit. Uh, he's like, "You're welcome." <laughs> and um, uh, at, at the same time, yeah, like, and, and you're welcome for saving your brother. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> and this uh, this scene introduces us to a character who becomes. A little bit, a little bit larger in the story, and Osha, uh, she she sticks around for a while. Love me some Osha, uh, especially uh, this is uh, one of our one of our many Game of Thrones Star Wars crossovers with Osha here. Oh, that's um, right, Twi'lek. Yeah, she's um... a Twi'lek in season one, episode six of The Mandalorian, titled "The Prisoner." Natalia Tena plays Xion in The Mandalorian and plays Osha here. Uh, and I love me some motion, man. Uh, she's one of my faves and like, uh, obviously she's not going to get the favorite character, not for this episode or anything, <laughs> but, uh, there, I think yeah. I'm almost certain there'll be an episode in the future where she gets that nod from me. Oh yeah. No, she's, she's cool. She's super chill. She's like one of the most real people in like the entire show. Like, mm-hmm. um, she just, like, she just sees the bullshit that is the way that the seven kingdoms exists and is like. Y'all don't need to do all this. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. She's, yeah, she's super cool. Um, and she, yeah, she only gets better is the thing. Yeah, like, for real. Um, and I love how, I don't know. She, she, how does like her storyline end? She, uh, does she die? Yeah. Yeah. How does she, she gets, die? Uh, so, uh, you, do you recall how she manages to sneak Bran out of the castle? here in a season where she uh, seduces Theon. They sleep together. She sneaks out in the night with Bran and Hodor and, and Rickon, and they all get the fuck out of there. Um, she tries again to do the same thing to Ramsey. But uh... Ramsey, Ramsey is not susceptible to such things. Mm. Uh, and he goes ahead and tries to pick up the knife that she was reaching for, and stabs her in the neck. That's right. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's in. Osha what, a came season, close. Though, you said though. That that'll be season or, that's six. Season. Yeah. yeah Ramsey's season way six. later. So that's yeah, actually she. Okay. So she. She's around she, for a long yeah, time. She, she, um, around. That's, that's but. Cool. Uh, she does disappear for a really long time too, and then just kind of pops True. up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Osha comes close to being the one who rids us of Ramsey, which I was like, oh, that'd be fucking awesome if she's just some random 
wildling character who we've watched over the course of these seasons <laughs> kills the biggest evil yeah. motherfucker we've seen and it doesn't work out that way but it would have been nice um but nevertheless uh rob agrees to take her as a prisoner and uh she'll she'll work in the castle love me some osha can't wait to see more but uh next up Roz, the prostitute that beyond frequents is uh I was like last week I was like can't be long now before Roz heads south and then like this week she was like I'm heading south and I was like okay look at that I love her reasoning too it was so funny she said um all, all the men will be going to war soon um they'll never come back and so basically there's not going to be any men in King's Landing all the soldiers will be gone it'll be women dominated see you later Oh, Goodbye. see, the way I took this is that all the men in the north are going to be riding for war soon, and they won't be returning to the north. The business is in King's Landing. Oh, okay. That's definitely what she was saying. Yeah. Um, Actually, um, I love. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah, um, she was like, all, she's like, the North is about to go to war. None of them are coming back to the North. I ought to head south where I can make some money. Oh, wow. Yeah, did I really just twist it? I feel like she did say something about uh, about how King's Landing and how there are more. I don't know. I feel like she said something along the lines of that. Like, maybe, like, more. Like, it was both. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or maybe I just took it the wrong way, actually. Um, I think there might be a little bit something in the next episode that kind of alludes to something like that. Uh, I guess, I guess, fair. It's, it's, it is more. The business is just going to be better. Yeah. The business is worse in the north after they all. Okay, yeah. Um, Theon's like, but, but stay. <laughs> Theon's the fucking yeah. guy who fell in love uh, with a stripper. Yeah, man. Oh God, this was so funny. Are you gonna make me? You gonna make me Lady Greyjoy? He's like, fuck no. You know I'm not. And she's like, all right, deuces. Um, See ya. <laughs> he's like, show oh. me it one more time. God, man. Yeah. She raises Gold her skirt coin, for him. Yep. Raises Jeez. her skirt for him one last time. She rides off and he's like, I'll miss you. And she's like, I know. I know. Yeah, this just on the back of like a, a turnip cart or whatever it was, yep. you know, just riding yep. the King's Land. You're going to ride all the way there on a fucking turnip cart? No, you fucking dick. Going to catch a boat like. I'll find a boat. Yeah, like you doubt me. She'll you doubt it. me so thoroughly. Yeah, she'll she'll find she'll she can find her way in any situation. She yeah, knows she'll she'll be just fine. Um, I don't know. The next time we she just pops up in King's Landing. The next time we see her, right? Like mm -hmm. she's just there. Yeah, I think I think within, uh, I think in next episode within, she'll be in King's yeah. Landing with little, like working for Littlefinger yeah. or something. But yeah, so uh, she she knows what she's doing. She got she there. do indeed. She do indeed. Uh, but. Uh, that concludes the story in Winterfell. Up up in the north, we uh we then head to the Eyrie. Mm. And uh the Eyrie, this is one of my favorite favorites favorite parts of this season. There's so much that happens in this episode that I was like, Oh my goodness, this is what I've been fucking waiting for, you know what I'm saying? Uh but mm -hmm. uh at the Eyrie, Tyrion almost rolls out of a sky cell in his sleep. He wakes up with his arm hanging off the edge. And I'd be like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take a leap. Yeah, no, that 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 form of torture sucks. That's the worst. I'm just going to go ahead and jump on out of here. And, uh, like, the fact that they even say, 
like later on that like give him a steeper one. Yeah. Um like the fact that they know it is angled that way and that would try I mean that would I could not I sleep. would fall asleep sitting like straight up in the back corner leaning like against leaning the against wall. the wall. Yeah. yeah. That's how I'd have to do it too. Uh, I don't know if I could. Like though. the fact that he managed to roll all the way to the edge is astounding. Like I don't know how he I, let that happen. I know he had to roll over so many times, or he fell asleep so close to the edge. See, which... and that's the thing though is like you got to be you got to be smarter than that, Tyrion. Like there's no fucking way. Like <laughs> come on, you got to fall asleep closer to the fucking wall. There's no way he rolled fucking fifty feet. You don't lay in your bed at night and roll all the way off your goddamn bed, like. Hmm. I mean, I guess yeah. if your bed's on an incline, maybe you do. Um, and that's like one, two. That's like <laughs> he ten rolled at rolls, least, man. At least it's like ten <laughs> rolls. Ten rolls. That's a lot uh, of but, rolls. But uh, he calls in. He calls in Mord. Bangs on the door. He's like, Mord, Mord, help me! And uh, uh, to, it's it's to no avail. But uh, introducing you know. my favorite character of the. No, I'm kidding. Favorite um, character of the season. More. Yeah, actually, just favorite character of Game of Thrones of dwarf, all time. Dwarf speak. Dwarf yell. Nah. <laughs> no gold. Mord. No gold. No gold. Tyrion's like, come on, man. You know who I am. You 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 know, give give a give a message to Lady Lysa, and in exchange, I'll give you gold, and I'll give you all the gold I had when I got captured. And uh, he's like. No gold, no gold. And he's like, have you heard? Have you heard the term or the the saying? A Lannister always pays his debts. I am a Lannister. Have you heard? Rich as a Lannister. I am a Lannister. I can pay you, man. I got you. I'm on it. Uh, and Mord's like, all right, all right. I guess I could. Uh, I guess I could do that. And uh, he's like, tell Lysa I'm confessing my crimes. And so he is summoned before Lysa, and. Uh, Believing that the sky still has broken his spirit, he uh he's ready to confess, and we get what is probably one of the funniest scenes <laughs> in all of Game of Thrones here when Tyrion begins, "Where do I begin, my lords and ladies? I am a vile man, I confess it. My crimes and sins are beyond counting. I have lied and cheated, gambled and whored. I'm not particularly good at violence, but I'm good at convincing others to do violence for me. <laughs> you want specifics, I suppose. When I was seven, I saw a servant girl bathing in the river. I stole her robe, and she was forced to return to the castle naked in tears. If I close my eyes, I can still see her tits bouncing. <laughs> Braun looking on like... Okay, yeah, I fucking love this guy. You know, like I, I love watching everyone get like appalled and Braun being like, <laughs> "This guy in. fucking, yeah. this guy fucking rocks." And uh, he continues, "When I was ten, I stuffed my uncle's boots with goat shit. When confronted with my crime, I blamed a squire. Poor boy was flogged, and I escaped justice. When I was twelve, I milked my eel into a pot of turtle stew." I flogged the one-eyed snake. I skinned my sausage. I made yeah. the bald man cry. He went on. He went on here, and everyone in the crowd just every, every time he says oh, another one, he's god. like, "Oh god, oh my god!" Like, like I made the bald man cry into the turtle stew, which I do believe my sister ate. And the way it like cuts to certain people who are like, 
they like have no stake in this. So like there are other people who are like giggling, like, oh, this is fucking funny. I uh, mean, yeah, dude's owning it. He is. Uh, I, I don't know. This this is close. I'm debating on whether this scene is better. Um, oh, scene wise, and... I can't commit to it being my scene. He will be my performance. Uh, oh, Peter okay. Peter Dinklage as Tyrion in this scene propels him to being my favorite performance of the episode. I fucking love him because I guess Ned. I do. I do like Ned's um, sentencing. Uh, I like. I like the the devil and angel on his shoulder. Uh, like the visuals there, and then and then him like really kind of declaring war. There, he's like, all right, yeah, this is. This is is bound to happen. We gotta we gotta do it. Have to have to take my side. Um, but this scene is funny to start, and then badass. Um, but it is they are separate scenes. They do they do take a gap oh, between them happening. This is true. It's I do. I think okay. You know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my my scene uh, locked in with with Ned. Um, sentencing the mountain. I, I got, I got a. I think my line. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get to my, my line, and that'll give the nod. To well, this. he finishes, he finishes his confession of sorts, beginning another, another story, and uh, the way he goes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, once, I, once, yeah. I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel, and uh, they I want to hear that story, man. They never finish it. God. They never finish it. Like in the finale of this show, when he's at the small council, he goes, I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel and they cut away in the finale when he's like, it's the last line Tyrion says. No way. Yeah. Really? Like it's fucking outstanding. They never, they never finish it. And I'm pretty sure you can find, you can find the answer to it on like Reddit. Um, I I would like to. I would like to hold it in until the finale comes, so it's like a payoff. Like, okay. We don't talk about it on the podcast, but we can. Yeah, I, I, I've read it before, but uh, I won't. We'll, we'll, we'll I was about. We'll I was, about, I was about to Google it. I don't think I. That's will. up to you. That's up to you. If you want to, you, you got it. Man, I uh, want to know. I want to know what, <laughs> what the, happened what with is that honeycomb. Honeycomb? The honeycomb. I can. I can assume the goat. You know, I can assume. Donkey, jackass. Oh. <laughs> Donkey. Wow. There we go. Uh, <laughs> what I also love about this scene is Robin going, what happened next? Like, he wants to know what happened at the end of that story so bad. Like, Lysa goes, silence! And Robin goes, what happened next? Uh, like, <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, I love that this, like, 10-year-old kid was sitting there the whole time like, this is fucking hilarious. Um, but, uh, that scene, uh, that scene continues. Uh, he maintains his innocence, uh, of the crimes of conspiracy to commit murder and specifically that of Bran Stark. He's like, I didn't do that shit. All right. I didn't do that shit. Uh, however, Tyrion, uh, Tyrion uses the opportunity of this audience, uh, to demand his right to justice and a trial. And Lysa's like, fucking fine. You have that right. Uh, you I have that guess. right. I suppose, I suppose that's legal. <laughs> and uh, 
given that um, Lysa's son is a young boy and wouldn't make a good judge in a formal trial. Tyrion's like, I will be doing a trial by combat. And everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah, let's beat this little guy's ass. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah everyone. I'll like, do it. And I like the way Lysa like singles out a dude. She's like, how about you, bitch? You're, you're not you're not standing up for me. What the hell's going on here? And he's like, and he's the only one who has any shred of honor. He's like, it would not be a fair fight. Fight like I would I would beat this guy's ass. I think it's I think it's kind of more of like, um, because the armor he was wearing already like I think he was just he is the most honorable guy there. He's kind mm-hmm. of like um the guy that you know anyone in the room wouldn't judge that dude's honor. You know, like it would be like. That's just the guy, and him being like silent is confusing. It's like, oh, why? Why actually wouldn't you? You know. And then he actually makes the valid point of like, yeah, yeah. it's it's not not a fair I fight. Love, I love the way he's like, it wouldn't be fair, you know. The imps, the imps, half my size, and Tyrion's like, I agree. And they're like, well, what the fuck? He's like, I am entitled to a champion just as you are, and I call upon my brother Jamie Lannister. Call for him, send for him. I'll wait. They're like, nah. See, now we do have power here. We can tell you the trial will happen today. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a guarantee. Uh, and Servardus Egan—that's the—that's the knight here of the Vale, uh, who's like, all right, yeah, I'll fight his champion, whoever the fuck he picks, and uh, that'll be cool. And they're like, nah, you know, we can't send for him. Does anybody want to volunteer? Tyrion's like, anybody? Do I have a volunteer? And. uh <laughs> Braun steps forward. I'll stand for him. I was like, okay, Braun? Okay, Braun? I love that Braun's just kind of like, eh, fuck it. You know, like, just knowing yeah. Braun in general, the uh, only reason he does this is because he knows Tyrion's a Lannister, and yeah. he knows that it will eventually bring him great wealth to associate himself with Braun. Or best, with decision, best decision best decision he's he ever like, made actually he's ever made yeah and he's also like he's also like i'm also that guy like i could he, i could fight and beat any of you in here you know you're, like you're right yeah he i mean this dude actually lives out his dream because of this he gets a castle mm-hmm. he gets you know um he he's a part away from all of all this shit mm-hmm. eventually uh because of this decision and yeah, you're right. He is that dude. Um, That's what's fantastic is because if he wasn't, he'd be like, oh, it's not worth the risk. Yeah. He's confident. He is confident that he could beat any knight in the room, which is, you know, they, they, he's a sellsword. They, they continuously call back to like, uh, the people in like, uh, Flea Bottom, like the best knifesmen in Flea Bottom and how they could take on the best knight in the realm and stuff. And it's like, it's cool to see like the people who are not knights who are not, of great houses and stuff can still be super badass and Braun is amongst them. And, uh, you know, uh, the fight begins and Braun fights defensively, uh, letting, uh, letting the blows come towards him. He throws, mm-hmm. <laughs> throws away his shit. Uh, the guy's dressed in full armor and has a shield. He's just got a fucking sword. He's like, I got this shit. I'll do what I need to. Yeah. Uh, he's just tiring him out. He's like, just letting him, letting him wail. Just, like not fighting back, just letting mm. him get tired, and then whenever the the moment's right, he's like, "All right, I'll slice your leg." You slice, know? like slice, slice. He uh he holds uh Servardus's arm up. He looks up at Lysa, and he's like, uh, "So, 
you you want to go ahead and say it's good you yield we're good no all righty um does some of the most gruesome shit i've ever seen in my life impales this dude through the shoulder it like to the point where it like stops on its own at one point and then he shoves it even further and you're like yeah. oh that went to like his hip yeah you know it went from like yeah. his shoulder to his hip and then you see just the pool of blood just gush from the arm. And it's like, oh. This was one of those scenes that made me go, House of the Dragon is different from Game of Thrones. They don't just do this shit to people. You know, like, if there's like a big, like, whoa, that was crazy sort of death, hmm. like Valerian in the throne room, where, like, I'd say that's probably one of the more gory deaths we see because we watch the dude's head get sliced in half. Um. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad as this. No. Yeah, no. And it's not like focused on. Um it's not like the center of yeah. the I mean like it is it's I guess like his death is in House of the Dragon, but like it's it's only for like a split second and then it's done. It's yeah. not like it's not like, oh here it is, and then we're gonna let you watch it for a little bit, and then he's gonna fall, and then we're we're gonna follow him falling on the yeah. ground, and then you're still gonna watch him for a little bit. Like, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, they love the gore here. Oh, they love it. And one of the things that lent me to picking, uh, Peter Dinklage as Tyrion for my care, for my performance was the way he reacts as this fight progresses. The way he's like, he's like, like, Bronn starts winning and he's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, okay. And then, like, uh, he just gets more and more into it. And then Bronn sends him through the moon door. We were having a tough time remembering what it was called. It is the moon door. There we go. Um, I I felt like it had a name. I knew. mm -hmm, I was like, man, I feel like it it had a name. Yeah, the moon um, door. And it leads him to a thousand foot drop. And Lice is like, you did not fight. You fight with no honor. And Bronn says, but he did. Yep. I think this uh, this is where I'll actually put my favorite line. Uh, so I, so I can, so I can give nod to this scene because I can't give it my favorite scene over Ned. Um, and ultimately, I think even my like this Ned scene isn't the best of the episode at all. We haven't got to the best scene. The, there is a bet a best scene of this episode. Um, I think without a doubt. But I, I want to give uh Braun the line here. Um, so I'll give him the no, but he did. Um. So, so at least we, I'll have some, some involvement with the scene as well because it mm. was badass. Um, I get him, you. him, him fighting. Super and, cool, super cool. Because Tyrion, like he, his story that that was like the point of that story was to get someone like Braun on his side. He's like, mm-hmm. if there is anyone in this room that is like me, me saying this story we'll could get them. Get on my them side. To get like they'll know I'm rich. They'll know that I, you know, just I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel. So <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I found. So I don't know. Apparently, there's like a an agreed thing on Reddit that people like go with, and it's it's a there's a line between Tyrion. And it's, it finishes the like story, and it's between Tyrion and just Madam. Uh, just like a, a person at a brothel. Yeah. Um, and it says, uh, the madam says, what can we do for you? And he says, I need a woman to lay with for mine has left me. The madam says, 
whatever for, and what's the honeycomb and the mule? Tyrion then says, My woman found a genie in a bottle, and he granted her three wishes. The first was a house fit for a queen, so he gave her this damn honeycomb. The second wish was that she have the nicest ass in all the land, so he gave her this damn donkey. Madam then says, and what about the third wish? Tyrion says, well, she asked the genie to make my cock hang down past my knee. And Madam says, well, that one's not so bad, eh? And then Tyrion said, not so bad. I used to be six foot three. Um, uh, so apparently... Yeah. It shrunk him. There's there's that. But then um, there's a line, there's a comment further down the line um, where people like this joke a little bit better. Um, and it is, um, I once took a honeycomb and a jackass into a brothel and the madam asked me what I wanted. I said I would take the trade or I would like to trade the honeycomb for a meal and the jackass for a night with three most beautiful women. Um, she asked me why I did not simply eat the honeycomb. I said, the same reason I want to trade the jackass, because I'm tired of having the same thing every night. Um, implying mm -hmm. that he was just getting with the the donkey before. Um, yeah. And he's he's tired of it. And I, I like don't know, the first one are, more. I, like the I don't first know. One I, think, more. I think I do. Yeah, too. People are saying the first, the first one's, one's more little, Tyrion. Yeah, the, people are saying the... The first one's cringy a little bit, but I don't know. I think I think it's actually uh The first one sounds more like something Tyrion would say. Yeah. I used to be six foot three. That's 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 pretty good. Um but not like actually that. like an, an official. That's just someone came up with that. No, on yeah, Reddit, that's I what's guess. funny is that like there's no that like, but, like there is no there was, confirmation yeah. what the actual joke is. But even the articles that were written about it that was like it came up twice in the show. The the explanation that is gone with is this, and it went with the Reddit post and it linked to it. It is like, this is the explanation that is gone with, which is nuts. Like multiple articles. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was the, that was the one I've read in the past was the first one you read. I was like, that's, that's the one I've seen. Um, wow. Yeah. No, I, I actually, I don't know. I, I like, that's, that's pretty funny. It's funny. Three wishes. It's funny. Um, but no, this, that's, that's definitely a, a good performance nod, though, for for Peter Dinklage there. Um, yeah, and I also I hadn't he, given him one yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I got him in episode four. Um, so this it's nice that he definitely deserves it because he he's so funny and he knows the character of like of Tyrion. He is that character. Um, so he he definitely deserves the the recognition. Um, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But. Uh... After after the fight concludes, uh, uh, he's he's proven his innocence in the eyes of the gods. Tyrion retrieves his gold from Sir Roderick, tosses it to Mord, and Robin's like, "We're gonna make the little man fly." Uh, and Tyrion goes, "This little man is going home." And Bronn and Tyrion just leave together. Like Bronn's like, "Yeah, I'm rolling with this guy now. This is my this is my man." You know, <laughs> like yeah, he's like, "Well, I better get something out of this." And you just seem like a really cool dude. So he's like, <laughs> I, I, need, I need to get paid still in some fashion. Like, yeah, I said I'll fight for you. Like, it was a volunteer position, but, like, you are this a Lannister. Is the, this is the spark of a friendship that is yeah. just fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, I can't give Bronn the, you know, the character or the performance nod. But at least the line will give him some 
some recognition here yeah, because there you go. Um, no, no, Braun's Braun's awesome. He's he's a cool dude. Um, Fantastic. But uh that concludes the story in the Vale at the Erie. We are uh we're next in Vais Dothrak, and that is where we will finish the episode. Yes. Uh, and in Vais Dothrak, Daenerys is studying her dragon eggs. Mm. Despite Illyrio's claim that they are now only stones, she ponders if they might be hatched by extreme heat. She places one on on that heating rack and is like, all right, let's see. Uh, nothing happens. You know, she's a little disappointed, but uh, she, as she is removing the egg from the from the heating rack, uh, Eerie comes in and is like, yo, 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 stop that shit. What are you doing? You're going to hurt yourself, Khaleesi. And she gets burnt, but Daenerys does not. Uh, Eerie's like, uh... That's that's weird, man. What the fuck going on there, dude? Uh, yeah. And Daenerys is like, oh, you're hurt. Oh, you're hurt. Let's do something about that. Yeah. Uh, oh, so bad. Like, it just accepts it. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I guess she walked in the bath. Like, the, the scalding. I, she's she know, you know like, like she knows there's something about her. I think she's well aware that she is the last dragon. And this is the mm-hmm. episode that confirms it for her. Yeah. Um, true. Um. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Daenerys is summoned by the crones who rule the city, the Dosh Kaleen, the wives of calls slain in battle. And, uh, it's interesting, you know, this hut that she's in where she's eating this raw heart. <laughs> it's the one she burns down at the end of like, <gasps> at the end of a season later where on. She's reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Because she was taken prisoner by the Dothraki later on and Yeah. They all swear fealty to her after this. Like this is the building she burns down later on. Dang. Uh but uh she's with eat- Hall, right? Yeah. And the dr- dang. That's nuts. Yeah, with with the with the call and all the blood riders in in the building. Um she kills oh. everyone of importance in the Dothraki at the time and is like, Y'all follow me now. Um but uh, she's uh, she's chowing down on a good old stallion heart. Which, uh, you gotta love, you gotta love that. Gotta love that. And uh, the crones read the omens to her as uh, they're reciting, reciting in their uh, traditions. And uh, at first, it's not looking good. It's like Danny's going to be able to keep uh, keep this shit down. I loved watching Jorah and Viserys talk on the sidelines too. Viserys, she'll never be able to keep it down. And He's like, oh, I wouldn't be so sure, you know, like, uh, she's, she's got this shit, you know, uh, but, uh, <laughs> once she, uh, once she does finish the organ, she keeps it down, uh, and she's able to compose herself, and, uh, the crone declares Daenerys and Drogo's son will be the stallion that mounts the world, a great conqueror whose coming is foretold by, uh, foretold in Dothraki history, like, this is like a this kid's supposed to be like a, a prophesized entity in the Dothraki. Oh, this is like oh, this is a story that has been known. I thought this was like kind of like they're doing this ritual to make it happen. Um, no, they were doing this, this ritual like, to see if it happens. Oh, so if she, she throws if she throws up down. the heart, it's not going to happen. She keeps it down. They go crazy. They're like. She's like, my son will be named Rego. That makes it so much better. Yeah. Oh, that's so much cooler. Our son wow. will be Rego. Uh, 
this and he will mount the world and Viserys is like ugh this is disgusting uh Jorah they love her yeah yeah, like (laughs) they love her and Jorah you know I loved watching Jorah like translate the Dothraki to Viserys the whole time like the stallion who mounts the world you know like he's he's doing the whole thing it won't be a real dragon though um no right right won't be a real dragon I'm I'm a dragon um if you if you forgot I am yeah what's Um, uh (laughs) God, it's uh, it's it here that uh, Khal Drogo approaches the altar and lifts Danny up and trots her around the room and then takes her takes her to bed and uh, it's uh, Viserys leaves and as Jorah says, she today she is truly a king a queen and uh, yeah expecting thing. Viserys to be there but yeah no. Nah. Yeah, he's gone. So it's, it's it makes it even kind of more just like uh, he's simping even harder because it, it, <laughs> it like he obviously didn't mean to say that just to himself, but it no. like it actually made made it be that way. And man, him like it just sucks. No, like I don't know why it didn't click to me that he was like always talking to Varys and like constantly like being a spot. Mm-hmm. Um just didn't click for me like in previous watches for some reason like maybe i knew it but like while watching it makes his arc over these first few episodes a lot better like knowing that these are this is what he's grappling with and what his decision is uh like later on i can't like it's Mm. he's a he's a good character he's a really good character especially when he confronts viserys here in the next scene where viserys storms out of the tent and uh, he's discovered in danny's tent trying to steal her her dragon eggs. Stands his ground. Jorah's like, yeah, that's not gonna fucking happen. You better not let them see you uh, carrying a sword and buy East Dothrak. And he's like, they have rules here. He's like, they are not my rules. And uh, Jorah's like, alright, you fucking idiot. And uh, Viserys tells Jorah that to rule, one must be feared or loved. And he has never been loved as the Dothraki loved Danny. Never once has he been loved as the Dothraki loved Danny. Real commodus storyline here. Yeah, yes, true, true. Reminds uh, me, I don't know, he's just like uh, only grown up in the castle, you know, like always expected everything to be handed to him. And he's like, why, why hmm. don't people love me? And eventually right. he gets to the point where he's like, well, if they're not going to love me, whatever. There's only right. one other option I have. And it's, I don't know, it makes, it makes, makes sense. Like, the the best kings are the ones who don't want to be like in the first place you know like it, it always happens to be that way or always seems to be that way yeah 100 um, percent uh man. but here uh he says he knows that jorah wants daenerys it's like i see the way you look at her i know what you are i know what you want uh but he doesn't care he just wants the eggs so he can hire an army he needs to get a boat. He needs to get an army. And Jorah's like, but you have all three eggs. He's like, I need a large army. <laughs> mm. uh, and uh, Mormont watches him as he leaves. But uh, drunk, bitter, and angry, Viserys interrupts a feast for Daenerys and Drogo. And he demands his payment in return for giving Daenerys Drogo. He's like, all right, he's taking you now. He's not paid. So I want to be paid. Give me, give me what, give me what you can. And uh, he draws his sword, which is 
punishable by death in Vaistothrak. And he holds the sword to Daenerys and at her stomach. Mm, yeah. Uh, Dude, psycho. <laughs> and I love... This is... Uh, Daenerys is my character for the episode. Yep. Just because she's absolutely fucking awesome. Yep. And one of my favorite things about this scene is that Danny is not afraid. Drogo is perfectly composed. Everything is just so like, you pathetic little fucking man. Yep. You know? You nope. uh they, they they were under no threat. They knew. <laughs> they knew that for one. They're like, yeah, he has a sword, whatever. Um if he tries to swing every single person in this room, probably Danny included, um mm. can it, it's not a threat. Um a threat immediately was to the baby, obviously, like whenever he yeah. was close. But um yeah, no, this this Danny gets the like the character nod without a doubt for sure. This episode, I I couldn't come like I couldn't give it to anyone. Like her character development was nuts. This episode because I remember before whenever she had like her first queen moment um, over Viserys, I think it, I think mm -hmm. it was just over Viserys and that was it. But this, um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, she she was, like commands. She commands the Dothraki to halt. She mm -hmm. wants to. She wants to get off That's her horse right. and like yeah. hang out for a second. Viserys is like, "You command me," and yeah. she's like, "I don't, but shit, I might uh, as well." This one, she's like, she's queen, queen. Oh, she gives uh, the order. Yeah. So. Um, she she has the, I don't know if you recall in uh, episode, I can't remember, I think it's seven or eight of House of the Dragon, when Valerian gets his head chopped in half by uh, Daemon Targaryen. There's a little moment right before it where uh, Rhaenyra looks at Daemon and gives him like a little nod. Just, just mm. yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, You're right. Drogo does come over and kinda... Drogo comes on over and she like looks at him and he goes, you know what, Viserys, I will give you a crown that men will tremble to behold. And Viserys is like, huh, that's all I wanted. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Okay. And Drogo's blood rider, Quotho, goes ahead and seizes him, breaks his arm uh, and makes him drop his sword and he kicks him to the floor and Drogo takes off his medallions and stuff and melts them in a pot. Viserys is begging Daenerys for help and Ser Jorah's like, look away, your grace. And uh, she's like, nope. Nope, I'm not gonna do that. I actually want to see this. No, I'd like uh, I'd like to see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she watches as Khal Drogo comes over to Viserys and says, a crown for the king. And, uh, pours this molten gold over his head causing Viserys to cry out in agony and ultimately fall forward clanging his head against the ground and dying as Daenerys watches her watches her brother die she says well Viserys was no true dragon fire cannot kill a dragon and the episode cuts to black I don't know how fair that line of you know logic really is like Yes, the gold is hot, but it is also it's forming gold. his head in metal. You know, it, it's not just fire there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, but I, I'm i not giving uh, this Viserys any credit, though. He's not a, he isn't a drag. This does no. prove it. No. Because he did have burn marks. He wouldn't have had burn marks, though, 
it yeah. could have still killed him, I think. Like, I think if you pour molten gold on Daenerys's head, she probably dies still, you know? Like, yeah, she it's probably, not, it's, not, it's probably, un, burns. it's probably unfazed, but she probably is screaming because her skull is being crushed by metal that is forming around her head. But, yeah. like, um, but no, like, he had burns on his face, so yeah, dude's not a dragon. Dude's not a dragon. A, a total, total pussy, um, brings shame to the name Viserys. Um, yes, he does. Yes, so. he does. And this does mark our first major death of of the season Ooh. and of the show. Viserys okay. was, he is the one they've been going, he is the threat to the throne the entire show. So far, Robert's been like, it's Viserys, you know, like he'll come over, he'll reclaim his throne, and that'll be it, you know? And uh, ultimately, you know, this is this is the first time we lose a contender. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we lose we lose a major yeah. character in the show, and uh, true. Yeah, God, I don't know. If, couldn't, have, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah, I don't know if I if I did say, but um, Daenerys was my, my character, favorite. but she also got the performance too. Um, uh, for for the eat, having to eat the heart, like obviously she's not she's not eating a heart, but like she had to make it look like she was and mm-hmm. keeping it down, and then um, her like just powering through. You know, seeing um, her brother, you know, go through that and being like, no, I have to, I have to look. Um, it was, I don't know, she, she just, she, I think she really owned the episode. Um, and it was, it was my favorite part of the episode. Um, but I wanted to give Ned the, the scene because I couldn't give Ned the, the character performance nod really mm. um, over Amelia Clark. Uh, no, nah, I couldn't. So. I couldn't either. You know, I want. I wanted to give her the performance, but I was like, I'm gonna spread the love around a little bit. Peter Dinklage does yeah. some. Does some oh, great. but he definitely but, uh, deserves it. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. He's yeah. No, he killed but, it. Yeah, she she gets my favorite character, and this a crown for a king gets gets my favorite scene. Uh, that's uh, round for a king. I remember the first time I watched this, I was just like, "Fuck yes!" You know what I'm saying? Dude, I was like, Drogo gets in Viserys's face. He looks him eye to eye in his last breath. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe not his last breath, but I mean, he gets right in his face and just stares at him. Lets mm-hmm. him know who who killed him. You know, yep. like Drogo's just so badass. Danny is unfazed. Yep, he's like. Well, if he is a dragon, he won't die, which, you know, flawed logic, but I'll take it. It's a, it's a TV show that has dragons in a wall and in a Night right, King. Right, um, right, so, right. like, she's like, well, if he's a dragon, he won't die, and it'll be, you know, a cool test, a, a cool piece of knowledge to know for me as well. Um, and then if he dies, um, he is a piece of shit that has been a thorn in her side her entire life. So, fair enough. Like, it's a win-win for her no matter what happens there's no l's no l's taken it's probably uh, more of an l if he lives actually um fair so, um yeah this was probably the better scenario for danny uh, no yeah probably i mean probably this is uh and I, I i love the way this plays into the idea of what Tyrion says in like the finale after daenerys has lost her mind and burnt the city and he goes to John and is like, you know, when she crucified the slavers of Marine, who could blame her? They were terrible people. Whenever, you know, like her brother is a truly awful fucking person, but she yeah. does give the command to kill her brother and is okay watching it and is unfazed by it completely. And, you know, mm. 
That's not to, I'm, I, I mean, shit, her brother's the fucking worst. And, uh, this is, this is all, all fair, but, uh, you know, these, all these things do lend themselves to being like, well, that, that's a little bit of a sign that that's not 100% okay. in <laughs> in her head, um, yeah, eesh. um, I don't know, I guess she just really takes the Dothraki ways to heart. I think. Yeah. She loves, I don't know, she's, she's in, into the life now. She has no choice, mm-hmm. really. Um, she's Khaleesi. She is Khaleesi. So, uh, and she doesn't want to just be Khaleesi! a boring, a, a boring Khaleesi. No. No, this is Daenerys Targaryen we're talking about. You know, she's not. She's, she's not queen gonna... shit of fuck mountain, yeah. baby. Hmm. But, uh. That did conclude the sixth episode of season one of Game of Thrones, a golden crown, a fitting name for a, for a fitting end for Viserys Targaryen. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, we got all our favorites out of the way. I think it might be time for a rating. It is time. Oh yeah, I think we we already said um, actually off mic before that these this is just ten genre wise. Like this, this show has. Um, has it's found its, its footing. It's, it knows yeah. what it is. Fantasy wise too. It's so like incredible. The, the you know idea that of that he wouldn't have died if if he was a dragon. You know you have the dragon the that you have like just the I mean absolute battle for the throne. Like it, it felt so real. Like it's feeling so much more real than than ever. Like especially mm. on on this watch for for me. So. Uh, I think genre is kind of the easiest one to get out of the way first. Um, we can just say ten. Yeah. Um, enjoyment. I'm very high. I'm uh I'm above. An, I'm this is my new favorite episode of the season. Yeah. Um, I'm not I, at I a surefire ten, but yeah. there is uh, hesitation, so it's not a ten. I'm um, I'm leaning middle of that, like nine five is kind of where my gut was feeling. Uh, I like that. I, I was either nine five or nine two five. I didn't think it was a full, you know, a little bit. No, you know, like the the, the struggle I had because I was thinking after I watched this about what we were going to rate it, you know. Um, mm. And I've had a tough time committing to going, oh, some of these episodes in season one are my favorite episodes of all time. Upon rewatch, this one I can genuinely say, I don't know that we get better than this in season one. Uh, there are obviously some pretty massive moments that happen uh, over the course of over the course of the season. But as a single episode of television, I don't think I enjoy any of the rest of the season quite as much as I enjoy this one. Let's see, um, we get Ned figuring it out in in having his realization. Mm. We get uh, a little bit of Arya sword training, which was cool. We get, we get Daenerys the conclusion and, of Viserys. And, and Viserys dying, which... We get awful. Daenerys eating the heart. She's going to give birth to the stallion that mounts the world. and uh, Bran, and we went up to Winterfell. So I'm riding around on a horse a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Met Osha. Love Osha. Yep. Sick. Uh, the Veil. Oh, The dude, Veil. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Wow. Uh, this, is, yeah, this, this is an all... I think this is genuinely, for me, this is an all-time episode of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. I think 9.5 or 9.7. 5 now is actually where... I'm uh, I'm sitting I'm sitting pretty at a 9.5 nine five for though. enjoyment. Um, I think, yeah. I think that's that's good. I like that. And then critically, it is, again, I think this is the best episode of the season so far. I have no doubts about it. Um, I'm, nine I was, would be the floor. My gut um, was 925. And that's um, kind of where I was, too. I'm like, man, they're, 
they're really finding their stride. It was now they got the visuals honed in. Um, oh, the way this episode looked was just so much better than any episode before it. Like it was miles better. Um, yeah, I like that. That uh, shakes it out to a nine point five eight, so a nine point six. A ninety six percent, which is which is the highest. Last episode was a nine three three. Um, let me get uh, IMDb pulled up real quick. Uh, for for their rating i think it, it like here is the start of where every episode after this is above a nine um yeah in the for the rest of the season i'm pretty sure 100 percent. I, I believe this was a nine one uh episode um a golden crown yeah nine one on imdb um yeah, so. I'll, get, I'll get rotten tomatoes pulled up for us um, but yeah, nine nine point six for us, so not even far off average wise. Um, off IMDb, which is is crazy. That's that's a super high score for for IMDb. Um, man, dang. Yeah, so, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at an even one hundred. Damn, so we split we split that pretty pretty faithfully at okay. a, at a ninety six. Um, there we go. Feel feel good about that. Ninety six percent. It's a it's a damn good episode of Game of Thrones, man. Like I was I was I was watching it and I was just kind of bewildered by how great it was. Like it it just it gave me a feeling I haven't gotten from the first half of this season. Yeah, and I I was I like it just felt different. There was there was an elevation that happened between five and six that I think they. I think it could be owed to Daniel Minahan. I think the way he directed was pretty fucking incredible. I think this was a really, really well-written episode. This was one of the uh, only episodes of the show so far with an, a writer outside of D&D. You know, this did have a teleplay by mm-hmm. Jane Espenson, and there have been episodes with other writers on them, like Brian Cogman uh, wrote episode four, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. But uh, beyond that, this whole show has been D&D. Uh, yeah. it's been David Benioff and D.B. Weiss uh, besides 4 and 6 now uh, I think this one, this one shines I'm going to have a theory and the reason this episode isn't a 10 out of 10 because we got zero Hodors we're still at 3 the more this, Hodors you get the better the episode if, if this episode had a few Hodors maybe it's a 10 maybe it's a 10 know? flat I don't know We'll we'll never know um, but as of right now, it's a 96 because there is no Hodors. Damn. Um, could, could have been a hundred. Um, could have been. Could have, should have, would have. But yeah, there we go. I think did this, think that, did this episode justice. We I did feel. indeed. We did indeed. Uh, golden crown episode six of winter is blooming, man. We're past the halfway point of season one. We're really getting rolling. I'm so fucking excited to be doing this. I like I was worried, you know, there was a point at around episode four where I was like, all right, was committing to this project a little bit hasty because I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't bored necessarily, but I was like, I was in a real big Game of Thrones mood coming off of Fire and Bl- Fire and Blood, uh, House of the Dragon, Fire and Bloom. I was like, let's, let's keep it rolling. But now I'm, I'm all the way back in it. You know, like I'm all the way, I'm all the way back to being like, fuck yes, it's Game of Thrones, baby. What's not to love? What's not to love? It's so good. Um, no, this is gonna be a blast. So, no, I'm, so, I'm yeah, I'm all in. 
fucking as well. good. But uh, with that, we conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. Bunch, bunch of stuff there for you. Uh, we're do- the comics Bloomiverse has begun over there with Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special getting reviewed. Uh, any new comic book movie or comic book show stuff coming out is probably going to be Patreon exclusive from now on, which uh, y- y'all got to be there if you want to hear any of that. If you would, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, and follow at the same uh, same tag on Hive and Tumblr. Follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you're listening. Remember to download the episodes. That's huge for us. Um, the analytics-wise, it just helps me a lot to know you're downloading, and uh, it, it really, really means means a lot to us. Um, helps us grow. And, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome if you're fucking with me and Joe. The 52-year journey through film continues this Friday, and the decade concludes. The 2010s will conclude this Friday with Parasite, covering Parasite on Friday. Um, not sure if we'll have anything else this week, you know, we, uh, I don't think there's nothing, nothing new Star Wars coming out. So Rebellion's Bloom will probably take a week off. Um, but you know, you never know. We'll see. Um, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace. Love and bloom. And I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel.